Help, I got a Mac. Podcast episode number six. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we are here once again on a Sunday evening at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, live in front of an internet audience. Located in beautiful Hebron, Kentucky. Absolutely. (laughs) So, hey, folks, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, We're glad to have you here uh, participating live. Check out the number of live listeners out there. Is that simply amazing? 32 right now. The number is climbing high. We're testing out new technology. And uh, if you're listening to this via the podcast, we want to encourage you absolutely encourage you to come and check out the new setup we got going on at gspn.tv slash live. And this is for all the shows. It's just not for the Help I Got a Mac show, but it's for your Lost podcast, for um, the the one your wife does. It's Yes, absolutely. Any Anytime we're in the studio recording an episode of any show, we'll typically be streaming that live. Now... Did I see your son in here one day doing a show with you? Yes. Just, uh, yeah, and, and that's the thing. If, if, if you go to a, a gspn.tv, uh, the forums or anything, anything has this little embedded video in it. And I was just kind of going, you know, I go to the forums and, and stuff like that. And I saw you two talking. It was awesome. So it, check it randomly because it, it could be on just You never know, thing. man. You never know. I always have the... If I'm in the studio, I'll, I'll usually kick the microphone on. And, of course, there's an awesome chat room where you can come in and participate. And uh, we always talk about joining the community. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's what this is all about for us. And so uh, we really want to encourage you to join the community. But this is a Mac podcast. It is. And I it's think. Called, Last it's, time I checked. And it's called Help, I Got a Mac. Chris, who are we? What are we doing? We're just two guys. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, two well, guys and a mic. Uh Myself, um, I'm a former Apple employee. Uh, I used to be a Macintosh, uh, a Mac genius. Um, a Mac genius. I, I also used to be an Apple feels, hater. I feel so. Did you used to be an Apple hater? Yeah, we won't talk about that then. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this about you, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a MCSE, Windows all the way guy, and then I got a Mac and it changed my life. So. Oh, my gosh. Listen to it. It changed your life. It did. Look, I'm wearing my cool... People who are live can see this. I got an Apple logo hat on right now, and it's awesome. <laughs> that is hilarious. My wife calls it my cool guy hat. Your cool guy hat. Because I'm trying to be a cool guy. So, uh, let's see here. And, and of course, this podcast... I, I Now, I, of course, am not... Uh, my, my life has not drastically been changed by the Mac computer. In fact, those watching on the live stream see that I have two uh, monitors... Uh, uh, pimping my Windows XP here running the studio. But I do have in front of me the computer I use most now is a Mac. Good. And the one but, I use the most is my Mac also. But it, however, it has not yet changed my life. Um, <laughs> it's brought some frustrations at time, and that's why I started a show called Help, I Got a Mac. And so this podcast is literally devoted. There are a lot of Mac podcasts out there. There's a ton of them. And speaking of which, the one right before us, the yes. typical Mac user is an excellent example. It is. And in fact, you should. if you're looking for, if you're a hardcore Mac user and you came along 
across our show, I encourage you to go to typicalmacuser.com, and that is a podcast that's going to go a lot more in depth than what we plan to do here in this show. Sometimes I accidentally go a little bit more inside baseball, and you, you, you pull me back. I, so. I have to pull me back sometimes because, you know what, I'm still a, I'm still a newbie myself. Right. I, I think I've only had this thing about six months now, so yeah. so I'm still very much a newbie. And still using 10.4, I believe. Yes, I am, and I plan on continuing to use it until I have to upgrade. Okay. So I, I but I do want to see your leopard here. We'll play with it later on. Yeah, in, during the post show, maybe. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, anyway, so this show is is directly for the Mac switcher, somebody who has just got a Macintosh, somebody who is just now thinking about getting a Macintosh. Someone who went to the mall on Friday during Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, and got a Mac. Right. Now, did you go to the mall on Black Friday? I did. Um, my iPod shuffle stopped working. <coughs> and I decided... Wait a second. Your iPod <laughs> shuffle, your Apple product quit working? It happens. Oh, um, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Anyway, um, I decided... <gasps> Yeah, it's a little off timing, but I'm sorry. I decided it. <laughs> I was dumb, and I decided to go to the mall. But first, I made an appointment at the Genius Bar, and uh, believe it or not, they had appointments. I guess people just didn't think about bringing their stuff in at the busiest shopping day of the year. So uh, I went up there, and I uh, it was packed, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I did get Rockstar parking though. I, I pulled right into the garage, got right at the front spot. But man, the mall was crazy, and the Apple Store. You you would have thought they were giving Max away. It was that busy. Now, did they give uh, did they give any kind of special discounts or you know, anything they did. like that? Um, I think there was like a hundred dollars off off a Mac. So if you wanted like a, a MacBook or an iMac, it was a hundred bucks off. And I think they had like thirty dollars off of uh, iPods or something. So well, that's not bad. Yeah, it was awesome. There been just a ton of people in there buying, and it wasn't just people buying you know accessories and stuff. There was I was seeing Macs flying out the door the whole time I was there. Well, I mean, if you're gonna save a hundred bucks, I mean, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks, man. Exactly. Oh, and they also replaced my iPhone. So I'm on well, iPhone hold number... Hold on. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you went into the Apple store... I'm on iPhone number three. Be- you went into the Apple store because you had one broken Apple product. Yeah. And you went in and what? Tell us the story. Okay. Well, I went in there and uh, I was talking... I You know, I, I used to work there, so I know a lot of people that work there. And um, I'm in there chatting with them and stuff like that and... Uh, one of the guys at work said, I was like, you know, I can't get, I can't use pocket tweets or a hollow or anything like that for Twitter on my iPhone. I'm like, man, that's weird. So um, I said, well, try it on mine. I use mine all the time. And uh, he went in there and he goes, you know, you have a dead pixel up in the top corner. And I said, yeah. I said, I thought that's what it was. I said, but, you know, it was one pixel. It was in the corner. It didn't bother me. Well, apparently one pixel is out of spec. So right. they swapped it out for me. Sweet. And I normally that's not a, a spec thing. Normally it's a group of pixels, but they're claiming for the iPhone that one pixel is considered out of spec. At least at the Kenwood Apple Store, if you want to go there and get your yeah one no pixel doubt. replaced. So I mean that's actually pretty cool. I mean you go in there and you don't expect them to replace it for you know one little pixel up in the right hand corner. You were t- totally fine with it. You didn't know if that was really what that was or not, and they swap it out. Yeah, that, and, that's and, awesome. And. When when the iPhone first came out, they said you know you had to send your iPhone away to Apple, you know you could you could rent one for like thirty bucks or whatever, and it would be back in two or three business days. Now they just swap them out like iPods, which is really really nice, you know. And I saw a couple people come in and get, you know, iPhones switched out. So awesome, yeah. Okay, so in the chat room, I noticed that uh, somebody out here is talking. Uh, we've got Jay Patrick in the chat room live, 
and uh, he's having a conversation with uh, several other people in the chat room. They're talk. He's he's mentioning something about a family pack of leopard. I mean, so did he go to the zoo and there's like this pack of leopard? What was that? Something just popped. Are we still live, guys? <laughs> uh, a family pack of leopard. Yeah, it's it's a it's a group of leopards that live together. Okay. And they hunt. And he's bringing them home. Gotcha. No. Uh, Apple does a really cool thing. Instead of making 57 different versions of the operating system, there's one. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the difference between a normal license and a family license is just that. Uh, you're only supposed to allow one install of Leopard on, on, a, on a normal $129 box of, of Leopard. Right. The family pack allows you to install it on five machines. And how much is household. a family pack? It's 199 No way. Yeah. Wait a second. So if you have the single version, you're only allowed to use it on one. Can it be used on more than one? Do you know? Unofficially? Yes, unofficially. Yes. Okay. Um, but if you want to be legal and be good about no, it, 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 it I'm, I'm just asking yeah, it, for just for my own. Per- I mean, I, yeah, ten, ten I only point, have one Mac, so ten point five isn't isn't serialized as far as the the non-server edition, the client edition is not okay. serialized. Um, but if you want to be legal, yeah, which I, I'm sure that our listeners and would want they're to not, be. I they're mean, not gouging you for for multiple copies of the operating. So system. it's one twenty nine. If how much is it for a single copy? One twenty nine. One twenty nine. And it's one ninety nine, and you can install it up to five. Right. Okay. Now, is it a, is it a different disc, or you know is what? It the I, same I, disc, I have and you no have idea. Just, and they just give you five serial numbers. There's no serial number. Okay, so anyway. there is. Yeah, no serial I, number. I think the only difference is is the ULS changed on the inside. I could be wrong though. All right. Well, that is awesome. And, and I'm looking in the chat room. They're saying same disc, same disc, and no serial numbers. That. Yeah. The 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 Cap and Demo guy would know. He's the. Oh, is he your friend? He is. He is the dude. Hello, Captain Demo. Welcome to our live chat. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> folks, uh, we are going to take live calls during this show, and, and <coughs> excuse me. In fact, what you want to do, if you want to participate, uh, it is going to be scrolling along the uh, st- uh, stream here. In fact, you know what I just remembered is uh, I, I forgot to hit the record button on the web stream because I'm going to put the recording of this in the show notes so the people who are listening to the audio podcast can come and click on play in the show notes and watch the video well that's good if you post show if you're watching this you haven't really missed anything important yet yes so this is called filler yes this has all been filler stuff (laughs) up to this point so which they know because they heard about this on the audio version exactly exactly so anyway, uh, what were we saying in the oh to participate live? It's real simple. All you need to do is go ahead and call the number that's streaming on the screen. I think it's seven two four 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 seven four four four, and the Talkcast ID is four zero four six one. And again, that'll be scrolling along the sc- on, uh, the screen here. And if you want to participate live with us, we strongly encourage you to do so. We would love you to be a, a part of the show. Ask your questions about the Macintosh, and uh, we'll see if we can't answer it. And if we can't, chances are we have some people in the chat room uh, that can. So, Oh, absolutely. Speaking of listener questions, we have two that came in on the voicemail line. And we have not heard them yet. We have not heard them so yet. So if there's anything, anything naughty on it, it'll be fixed in post. There you go. Hi, my name's Bob, and I'm calling from uh, Seattle, Washington. And I just found the podcast, and I've uh, listened to all of them. Thanks, Chris and Cliff, for the great show. 
Um, I've had my Mac Mini now for about six months. I've added two gigs of RAM, and I just got a new monitor, uh, Samsung 24-inch, uh, that was recommended in one of the Mac magazines. Uh, my question today is, uh, concerns my iPod and iPod use in iTunes. When I'm adding music to my music library, if I want to add just the new music that I uh, put into my library off of my CD collection, when I connect my iPod, it often wants to just redo everything, and all I want to do is just add the music that I most recently added and leave the podcasts alone that I've got on there and the music alone that I've already got on there. I just want to add to it. I just bought one of the new iPod Classics with the 160 uh, gig hard drive. It's great. And then um, the other question I have kind of on the same note is with podcasts, if I want to sync my podcasts uh, for like new ones, like you guys got a new show or a new Heroes pod comes out or something like that, but I've got some on there that I haven't listened to yet, how do I do that? Do I have to put them like in playlists to protect them so that when I sync up, it doesn't just make a clean uh, sweep of everything and then put it in? Well, thanks for your time. I've got more questions, but I thought I'd start with these, and I really enjoy the last podcast that uh, you and Stephanie do, and uh, also the Heroes podcast that uh, you guys do. They're great. All righty. Well, he's given us a lot of questions there, and uh, I think there's still another minute left on his <laughs> on his message. I, I want to go ahead and finish playing the rest of his thing, but let's let's talk about what he's got up so far. This is Bob. You're taking ba notes. That's good. I, Bob, I just want to say thank you for calling in, and 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 this is goes for anybody out there listening to the podcast version of this. If you can't join us live. That, that's totally fine. In fact, what we encourage you to, to do is to call your questions in at area code 859-795-4067. We're going to put you in an iron lung. I know. 859-795-4067. And you can call in and leave a message 24 hours a day, seven days a week for this or any of the other shows. Yep. But uh, thank you for your kind words about our other podcast. Yes, we do produce a total of 14 shows here at gspn.tv. It's amazing. I don't know how I do it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the things that he wanted to know is, so he's already got an iPod. Yeah. It's al already got some stuff on it. Yep. But he's got a new Mac with new iTunes. Is that what he said? I, is, isn't that what he said? Folks in the chat room, is that what he said? You're, I know you're not listening. No. Uh, okay. What, what he wants to do is uh, <coughs> is put new content on his iPod without having to go through it. And he, what's happening is when he plugs in his iPod, if he thinks it's resyncing everything. Oh yeah. Um, what I I'll tell you what I do, and it's a, it might be a little different. Um, and uh, it's probably a little more work, but it, it does exactly what I want to do. I put my i my i my iPhone. My, I can't do this, but I, I put my iPod in manual mode. Okay. And then what that allows me to do is drag and drop anything from my library into the iPod. Okay. And what's cool is one of the default smart folders that's in iTunes is called Recently Added. So anything you put in there, music or, or whatever, is going to be in that Recently Added folder. Just to highlight everything that's in there and just drag it right into the iPod. Let me tell you what I do. Um, I personally don't have a ton of music, so I'm not going to run out of space on my iPod. Right. Um, but what I do have is, um, all the podcasts that I listen to, I go in when my iPod is plugged in, mm -hmm. I click on the podcast tab 
and I tell it to sync all. Right. And that way, it doesn't take away anything I've already yeah, recently for, played. For podcasts, I, I actually... The, the only thing I manually manage... <laughs> The only thing I manually manage is just pod is uh, is just music, podcasts, videos, all that kind of stuff. I I I, I make it automatically. I, I make it you know automatically uh, sync un- unlistened podcasts or, or unwatched videos and stuff like that. That's what I do. I if if I was Bob, I, w- I would manually manage my music, and then set up my podcasts and videos and stuff like that to to automatically sync for anything unwatched. Right. And then and that way, when I delete it off, you know, because I don't keep podcasts, I don't keep a, an archive of, of stuff I've listened to. When I'm done listening to it, I delete it from iTunes, plug my device back into it. It goes, oh, it's already gone. Boom, it's gone. Yeah. And so, and of course, the only thing I do differently is is I like to manage everything on the iTunes side, but I want to make sure that if I'm halfway, because as soon as you start playing a podcast, you get halfway through. And you stop listening because you're going to pick it up later. Right. With that option where it says un- only sync unlistened to, when you go in and sync again before you've pick- picked up and finished the rest of it, it thinks you're already, f- you're already finished. It clears that little mark. It doesn't wait until you get all the way to the end. And so uh, what it'll do is it'll take it off of your oh, iPod. See, I, I, so there, there are. I must have something else set up then because it doesn't take mine off on my iPhone. So okay. I, might, I might have to see how that how I have it all set up. That's, and there, there is a there is a tab that says keep three most recent. Oh, that might be what or I'm doing. Or five right? most yeah. recent or something like that. So you ha- you can do that. And of course, that doesn't pull. You know, it it doesn't delete anything until you're ready for it to be deleted. Right. So I think we're in agreement that we would manually manage our music. Yes. And then Let have pod- podcasts and videos and stuff happen automatically. Yeah. Now, if <coughs> if that doesn't answer your question specifically. Uh, Bob, we encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash forum or just go to helpigotamac.com. In our show notes, there will be a link in every single show to the Mac section of our forum. And let me just go to the forum real quick. Let's just hop over there and just give you an idea of some of the uh, subjects that are being talked about. Uh, there's some guy named Chris Biting who just put a note out there that I want an <laughs> Apple TV. I'm hoping someone just buys me one. <laughs> Not that that's going to happen, but, you know. Right. Just a really rich listener decides yeah. just to get one for me for Christmas. That there would you be go. awesome. That would be totally cool. It'll never happen, but that would be awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, help! I, let's see, uh, Mark Grace is saying that Help I Got a Mac is becoming his favorite podcast. Uh, B- Bubba Coop is talking about a, a thing called LogMeIn.com. Uh, let's see here. When should I buy a new Mac is something that M. Grace has put in there. And and just so you know, there's lots of responses to each of these. Uh, program recommendations, first update of uh, Leopard rece- released. Uh, somebody that's talking about an external hard drive purchase wanted some uh, some advice on that. Uh, Skype headphone and talk uh, uh, recommendations. Who's getting 10.5? There are lots of things. So, Bob, if we are not able to clearly understand exactly what it is, come into the forum, be a little bit more specific. And and what's nice is that can become an ongoing conversation in the forum. Right. And you will find that Mac users, especially the gspn.tv community, they're just fantastic, and they'll walk alongside you uh, every step of the way. And actually, Chef Mark uh, just a little while ago was asking about when he should buy a Mac and and you just mentioned it right there. That would be something good for him to check out on the forums. But also, just to let him know, uh, we do have MacWorld coming up in January. And uh, if he's got a need right now, go ahead and get one. You know, the the MacBooks just got refreshed. Uh, the iMac a few months ago, you know, got the redesign and stuff like that. Um, 
if it was me and I didn't have a need for it right now, I'd probably wait and see what what Uncle Steve's going to unleash on us. Sure. Chef Mark's on the line and he's requesting the talk. And uh, we're going to take some other calls here in just a second. So, uh, Chef Mark, uh, let's see here. One second. Uh, you are now on the line. Go ahead. Hey there, Chris. I oh. Just as I was dialing in. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up? So, yeah, I, I, I really wanted to ask about when's the best time to buy a Mac. I mean, we, we just to give you a little background, I've been a PC user for a while, although I used, I used Macs in college. But we are doing a lot of um, video for our culinary media network. And uh, as Cliff knows, um, I'm capable of shooting an HD video, but uh, unfortunately I've only been able to put out into SD using the current setup I have. So I know I need to get a MacBook Pro and we're about ready to make the purchase, but then I was told that I should wait until after the Mac world. And I guess my question is, will the prices on the current crop go down at that point, or will it just open me up to a better possible uh, solution for the same amount of money? Apple's really, really good at um, making sure their their inventory is really low before they release a new Mac. Uh, generally, well, generally at a retail store, they won't know that a new Mac's coming out. Everybody's got a sneaking suspicion that something is always going to happen in a Mac world or when Steve does a, a special event or something like that. Um, but typically, when those come out, they don't have a whole lot of the old stock left, at least not at a retail store. You know, a CDW or a Mac warehouse would generally have that kind of stuff. And it's generally discounted maybe 50 to to $100. Uh, because when a new model comes out, they generally keep the... I said generally like 15 times. I do um, that. When a new one comes out, they typically Bro. keep the same price and then just you know update the, 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 the specs of the machine. Um, if it was me... I'd wait until I would after wait, it. I would, it's like January 12th or 14th or something like that. I, I would say maybe wait a month or two and, and see what happens. Yeah, Mark, that, that would be my suggestion as well. I mean, I, I personally know how long you've been waiting... And uh, yeah. being, being that this isn't that much longer in perspective of how long you've been waiting, I definitely would wait to see what is, is announced at Macworld. Now, Mac, uh, Apple's been really, really good the past year to just releasing new product, with, not without an, an announcement, just boom, you know, new MacBook Pro. Yeah. And generally, your Macworld or your, uh, you know, your WWDC, your Worldwide Developer Conference, they're going to announce a, a significant change, and we may see a speed bump or something uh, without any notice. So that you know, that's something to keep in mind too. Yeah. So you're saying it's not so much from the point of view that I might save some money, but rather that for the same amount of money or similar amount of money, I can get a better machine. Absolutely. Possibly, yeah. Uh, MacRumors.com has uh, like this uh, product calendar that tells you how many days it's been since a product refresh, and there 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 is a, a kind of a cycle. You know, every 180 days or something, a new product does seem to, or a new speed bump does seem to kind of come out. So I would check their site. I don't know the specific location of that calendar, but just do a, like a Mac Rumors search in Google to, to, to look for that. Right. Now, Chef Joanna is... I'm sorry, Mark. I had you muted. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just asking if it's been a, a while since a new MacBook Pro uh, uh, version has Let me has check real quick. I think what didn't they just come out with those when they came out with this because they went to the sh- the matte screen again? Uh, no, no, okay. Uh. <laughs> That's why I have an expert here, a genius. Uh, I can oh, look, Captain Depot answered the question in the chat room. Oh, oh okay. see, yeah, he, uh, yeah, the new LLCD, yeah. And uh, what? It, okay, 
219 days. That's for a Mac for Pro. a MacBook Pro. Okay. MacBook. Okay, cool. And Chef Mark, Chef Joanna has also been unmuted. She wants to say hello to you. Hey, baby. Hey, Chef Joanna. We're taking That's over the. So geek funny podcast. that you were like. <laughs> that blew me away. <laughs> Look at Are this. You we're me? We're re- No, I'm, I'm actually stalking Matt at this point. Oh, okay. Can I help? <laughs> That's two culinary geniuses together. This has never happened before on another Mac podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Joanna, we're we're glad to have you here. Thank you for joining us tonight. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate it. No problem, Chef Mark. And uh, Chef Joanna, I see that you are in the talk shoe room. Uh, just so you know, uh, you can uh, see us over at gspn.tv slash live. And uh, we're going to get to, um, let's see here. I think we have John on the line, and we also have Andrea Zuniga on the line. But I want to go back to Bob for just a minute, see if he had, see what the last minute of his of his uh, call was. I hope it was nothing bad. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, yeah, it's it's really a great show. I I left a email about joining Dot Mac, and I I did join Dot Mac right when I bought my computer. I'm a switcher, been having PCs for a long time. Uh, lucked out, uh, got a Mac on a closeout when CompUSA was going under, and it's one of the best things I ever did. It, everything works. On my PC that I that I had, I had three DVD bays in it, and I couldn't watch a movie on any of them. I just was so frustrated. This is really great, and I think part of joining .Mac for me uh, just kind of made me feel part of something that I had never known about before and never really even wondered about before. I didn't even care about it, just thought that it was some kind of a weird deal and uh, PCs was what was going on. I'm so glad that that uh, I got this mini. And uh, again, uh, thanks a lot for everything, you guys. Bye. I'm glad we played that because, you know, for for somebody like you and I, Chris, and and somebody asked, you know, should we go and get the .Mac account? You know, we went through and did an entire episode on this. Yeah, we, we decided both that it's a good it's a good thing for some people and it's a bad thing for others. Right. And and I think it was I think it's important to hear from somebody like Bob to say, you know, he's really enjoying his dot Mac account. And really there are people out there that the the dot Mac just makes sense for. Absolutely. And so, Bob, I'm glad that you're enjoying it and very thankful that you called in again. And folks, again, if you want to call us and, and leave your messages uh, to be played in our show, it is area code 859-795-4067. And we have one more voice message on the line here. Sweet. Hey, Double C. That's my new nickname for you guys. Oh. It's Brad, Alaska Brad calling in. See, Cliff and Chris. See, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, I got a quick uh, question for you all. Uh, Chris, you mentioned that you had partitioned your hard drive, and I'm wondering if that's something you can uh, go over in podcast form, or would that have to be like a video uh, 101 uh, type of podcast? Uh, and that's my question. Thanks for your time, and thanks for the great podcast, guys. You're doing an awesome job. Keep it up. Check that out. We got a call from Alaska Brad. And he's like, oh, man, I can't believe you guys just played that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he typed in blushing in the chat room. So anyway, what, what do you think? Partitioning your drive. What? What? From the perspective of a Mac, of a Mac switcher a and advanced. Mac newbie, just, just tell me, what is partitioning your drive? Well, uh, 
partitioning your drive, um, just to be clear, I, I partition an external drive. Okay. Um, and what it does is it you basically take the drive and you split it into two like virtual drives. Okay. You, know, you, you tell you tell the, the, the hard drive and the computer, hey, I've got this 500 gigabyte hard drive. I'm going to take 250 gigs of it and split it on the one side and another 250 and split it off to another side. Okay. And the reason I did that is I wanted to take one half of that drive and devote it to Apple's new backup system, which is called Time Machine. Okay. And I wanted the other half to, just for whatever, you know, disk images back, you know, because I like to uh, take my disks and, and make, you know, disk images of them for safekeeping and things like that. And uh, it was pretty easy. Um, I did it in a disk utility. You just go into disk utility and there's a tab there for partitioning. Um, we probably, I, I've actually been talking about doing a, a lot of um, video screencast type stuff. Yes. And I just haven't gotten around to it because I'm not a very pretty man. Well, you, <laughs> you can do what I did and, and basically open it up with like a, just like a splash screen saying, you know, uh, help I got a Mac um, video screencast and then right. go right into it and just do it showing the desktop. Yeah, I could do that. And it looks like uh, uh, the old cap and again is saying a feature of Leopard is partitioning on the fly, like partition magic. And actually, if you think about it, that, that's what, and this is for your internal hard drive. And a lot of times you didn't want to try to do that because it's, you know, when your computer's running, it's accessing the, the drive. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's if you want to think of, of your hard drive as like a donut. A donut. <laughs> I've <laughs> never thought of my hard drive as a donut before. Well, it's round, hard drive cylinders are round. And okay. Anyway. Think of your hard drive as a donut, right? Donut. And the sprinkles on the donut yeah. is data. <laughs> All right. And normally on a really nice hard drive, the sprinkles are in a line and they're kind of like part of the hard drive and the rest of the donut's empty. Yeah. But unlike most people's computers, it's just like a donut. The sprinkles are all over the place, you know? Gotcha. In random order. <laughs> and that's and your hard drive's fragmented. Um, and the reason you don't want to really want to do that while while your computer's running on the fly is because there's always you always run the risk of when it's moving those sprinkles off the donut into a nice row, mm-hmm. part of those sprinkles might be left behind. Maybe on the other partition. Yeah, like when you because you basically the the, iron curtain like a, like partitioning your hard drive would be like cutting the donut in half and having two separate halves of your donut. Yep, they're both equally enjoyable and usable, um, but there's always chance that those sprinkles could be left on one side. So right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, when you did boot camp, it, it it does that. And I've always been kind of freaked out about partitioning on the fly, like partition magic and things like that always freaked me out. I don't mind doing it on a drive with nothing on it. Right. I would I, I would recommend if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to partition a live drive, I would probably back up everything that's important to you, you know, music, pictures, all that good stuff. Yep. So anyway, I think basically what we'll do is if, if Chris has some time sometime, maybe he can do a little video screencast or something like that what it might look like to to go through that process and if <coughs> if that ever comes up i might have to buy some donuts and actually show people there you what go a partition like fragmented yeah you know what that's a good idea that and that would give me an excuse <laughs> to eat donuts there you go no, donuts like, are delicious there we go much like hard drives all righty and so i don't know if um i i asked a question just a moment ago wondering if uh andrea has a question or if also uh john schaefer has a question in uh the room i I see that both of them are dialed in 
or if they have a comment. So. Um, actually, Brent's got one. It says, uh, I think my mom is buying a new iMac for Christmas off eBay. Okay. He, he saw her looking at them accidentally a minute ago. Good job. You just ruined Christmas. There you go. Um, it's new and in the box from an eBay store, but is it worse from getting it from Apple? There's always a, a calculated risk when buying something off eBay as far as like if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you buy something in an Apple store where you can drive down the street and say, hey, give me another one right now. You know, that's it's just what it is. It's You can find some really, really good deals on eBay. It's buyer beware. Yeah, I, I personally, it depends on how much you're spending on a product. And I think that's a, that's really a personal preference. I mean, if it was an iPod, I probably don't have a problem not buying that at the Apple store. But if I'm buying a computer, by golly, I am getting that at the Apple store. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, I, I buy stuff. I buy and sell stuff on eBay. I've sold two or three computers on eBay, you know, and it's 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 been it's gone great, luckily. Right. You know, it's just finding an honest seller, and you know, it's just one of those things. It, yeah, like I'm 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 trying to find a, an Xbox, like an old Xbox. I'm probably an gonna old go, one, huh? probably gonna go on eBay and do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do that in lieu of buying an Apple TV, since no one's getting me one for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm not seeing anybody in the, uh, let's see here. If anybody wants to uh, come into the live show, just let us know. I, I'll tell you what, we have some people that are on here. I'm just going to unmute them for just a moment and see uh, if they have any comments or any questions. Uh, John, you're on the line. Do you have anything for us? Okay, not a problem. And let's uh, check out Andrea. Andrea, do you have any uh, questions or comments for the show tonight? Hey guys, great show. Um, no, I just wanted to kind of check Mark you into the question. I was going to ask because I was looking into buying a, a Mac as well. When when would be a good time to to pull the trigger on the on that purchase? Well, let me ask but, you because I think I think Chef Mark, I know very much what he's looking for in a Mac. Let me ask you, what are you looking for in a Mac? Yeah, what's what's the model you're looking for? Uh, well, I was I was looking at the MacBook Pro, just um, or either that or just a basic MacBook with uh, the DVD, and uh, just for like you know editing and you know Photoshop and all that kind of good stuff. If it was me, if if I if I was gonna say you wanted a MacBook, I would say go ahead and pull the trigger now. Uh, they just refreshed those maybe a month and a half ago, and uh, they're really really nice. They have much better integrated video cards in them now. Uh, much okay. more, yeah. Faster processor, faster all around. I I would say get that. If you want the dedicated video card and things like that, then go ahead and and, and wait. Yeah, and I, I do now that I remember. Andrea works in uh, a lot of um, video editing, or not video, but uh, photo editing and and stuff like that with the stuff that she does for work. And so I, I, it's probably best that probably you, best for her to get a bigger screen. I, I would say go MacBook Pro and then wait until January. Or so. I I would wait until after. Yeah, at least absolutely. wait till after MacWorld if nothing is announced, which could happen. Yeah, then I would say uh, if you have an E4, go ahead and do it. Yeah, because it generally uh, MacWorld is is a consumer show. So you won't see like, typically you won't see like a Mac Pro update being announced, uh, right? But you know, you never know. Steve's only Steve knows, and Johnny Ive, and all those guys know what's going to happen. Gotcha. So uh, one more caller on the line here, and uh, that's Matt Price. Matt, did you have a question or a comment for the show? No, I just kind of got in here kind of late, so I'm just kind of listening. Thanks for asking, though. All right, Matt. Thank you for joining our show. Um, so with that, Chris, that's that's the listener question segment of the show. And if anybody has any, uh, before we wrap things up here in just a few short minutes, uh, we'll take your call. You know what? I think we should we should uh, 
We were going to talk about Mac and PC differences. I think we should save that till next week. You want to you want to save that for next week because we are yeah. yeah we are running at thirty five minutes now. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, prime them though, so we can talk about what we're going to do next week. Um, let's just because a, a lot of people are just now getting that MacBook, yeah, or they're just exactly. now getting that MacBook Pro. It's their first experience to, to a Mac, and yes. the first the first thing that I always hear is. Where's my close and minimize and all that stuff? You know, it, yes. it's on the completely opposite side. Why is it that when I hit the button that should be to maximize, it doesn't fill up the whole darn screen? Exactly. Uh, why is it that when I hit the red button to close, the program happens to still be running? Yeah. Um, why is it that when I, you know, buy open up this MacBook and it's got this little mouse pad, it's only got one button? Where's you know what? Let's talk about those right now, and we'll just keep this. We'll, we'll keep these Mac and PC differences ongoing. We'll just okay. keep it ongoing. Yeah, let's do it then. Yeah. I think it's important to ask those. Okay, so and there's course, enough differences that we can do this. Yeah, no doubt. Every time until we decide to stop doing this show. Okay, so big question then: Why is it that when I hit the red but the red button, which is basically in my mind the close button, right? Why is it that it doesn't close the program? That's a good question. Uh, the Mac philosophy is <laughs> always been, at least to me, that these programs are truly in Windows, which is ironic because Windows treats the programs as programs, mm-hmm. uh, which means that no single program is going to overtake your desktop. You're always, it's always going to be a window, and their thought is when you close that thing out, you're actually just closing the window out. You're still keeping the application open, right? Um, which I, I don't mind, I, because I, I keep my you know my web browser and my email program running all the time. I just don't necessarily want them up, and I don't want to minimize the bottom of the screen taking up space. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was one of my that was one of my frustrations though as a Mac switcher because while I may <coughs> while you may enjoy it not filling up the entire screen, you could always in the minimized mode, make it whatever size you want. Yeah. But for somebody like me who's used to saying, okay, I have some complete ADHD going on here, adult deficit attention disorder, whatever that thing's called, uh, I need to just say, I want this to fill up the screen. I don't want to see anything else going on. And you can still do that in in the lower uh, right-hand corner of every program window that's open. You're going to see this little like, slashy marks like right two or three of them you can grab those and drag the window around and, and yep. change the size so take the bottom right hand corner click on it and then drag the window over now uh so that's that's what's going on with the maximize but the the red button uh why is it that when i click on that it doesn't close that's a question to ask steve now uh well, i mean what good is that button it just closes the window. It doesn't close out the program. You have okay. to quit the program. Okay, so if that's what that does, then what's the yellow button in the middle? <laughs> because if I'm not mistaken, I just clicked it, and it just moved it down to the bottom also. That's a minimize, yeah. Okay. And, and it, So... I don't know that answer. Yeah. <laughs> now, the green button. The green button does behave a little different than what you think. Okay. The green button, what it does is it... The first click will be... Whatever you pre you whatever you predetermined or close the window out as you know the okay. same. If you click it again, it'll only open up the window as large as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. So if, like if you have a website and you click on that window, it's it's gonna adjust the window size to only fit 
the width of whatever you're looking at. Right. Which is kind of weird because you think green with the plus would be expand it to full screen, which you can do if you click on the little. Yeah, it's weird. I understand. It's a, right. It's a, it's a usability thing. But once you start using it, it kind of, it, it, it's either it makes sense to you or you just deal with it and it just you just erase that bad part out of your brain. And yeah, it that, that's pretty much, right. you have to allow the Mac OS to brainwash you into thinking it's best for you. I will actually agree with you on that one. So here's what you want to do. Uh, for you, if you ever want to minimize your screen to where it's not taking to where it's still running but not up on your screen, my suggestion is either use the yellow button to do the funny looking genie effect, or you can use the red button to make it kind of just flash and disappear immediately. Uh, but both of them will leave the program running for you. There is an exception to the whole this, okay. this whole thing. Okay, and my buddy Rich Richmond just actually uh, just actually uh, pointed that out to me. Uh, for multitasking, tasking multi-window apps, it will just close the window, like uh, Firefox or Word, where you can have three or four documents open at the same time. For something like iPhoto, where it's just that one window or iMovie, clicking the red button will close out the program. Oh, okay. So because it, you're never really going to have multiple instances of iPhoto running or multiple instances <laughs> of iMovie running so that that does make sense i'm i'm laughing at the chat room evan ag from uh, agdesign.com uh says apple brainwashing us suggests that microsoft is the standard uh so and then he's laughing because they came second but anyway um the, the fact is 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 that it, for me it's the standard because it's the it has had the market share of the number of desktops and and therefore it has been the standard for which i consider my platform as as a Mac switcher it was the thing that I've always done all my life so so different standard for different folks I guess anyway uh so with that use use the the middle button all the time if you want to minimize that way you're totally cool a couple things you can do is hit your Apple H button uh, or command H and that is uh, that stands for hide and if you ever want to quit a program very easily there are two ways you can do it number one Highlight. Make sure that the the window that you're looking at is the active window, the one you want to close. And uh, you can either do two things, or actually you can do multiple things. One, you can hit your Apple button and the Q button, which will uh, command quit. Mm -hmm. okay. I use that quite a bit when my boss walks by. Exactly. And then the <laughs> other thing is, is that um, when you have the window active, up at the top, the menu bar, It'll have the name of the program. You click on that, and then at the very bottom, it'll say quit, whatever the name of the program is. So that does the same exact thing as a command Q. Yeah. Other thing you can do is go down to the uh, dock and right-click on, which we'll talk about right-click in just a or second. Or click and hold. Or click and hold. Yeah, try it. Oh, I never knew that. See, magical. There's like 15 different ways to do the same thing, which is kind of really? cool. Yeah, you know. Wait a sec. Hold on. I, I never saw the, the click and hold. Wait a second. It's it's not working here. Uh oh. <coughs> anyway, you just never broke mind. Your Mac. I just broke my Mac. <laughs> Thanks a lot. So anyway, or right, just right click, and then uh, there will be a, a option to quit there down in your menu. So a bunch of different ways you can do it. So this whole idea of one last thing. I, I think let's cover this one for those who are just getting this single single button trackpad on a MacBook or MacBook Pro or whatever other Macs that come out in, in Mac world, let's just get this right off the bat. 
what happened to the right click? And number two, what happened to uh, the scrolling? Why, why is it by default I can't scroll up or down? I don't know why they didn't turn it on by default because that's just, you know because we we have people on here saying to right click on a MacBook or a MacBook Pro use two fingers, it's not turned on by default, and Apple's always been really really headstrong and it's it's so simple you only need one button kind of thing which mm-hmm. we all know is kind of whatever. Um, I've never I've always bought a two button mouse or I always use the the right quote unquote right click. All you need to do is go to your system preferences. Okay, and, so I'm gonna do that. Okay. So system preferences is that little light switch with a logo of the Apple next to it. Or so if you have Leopard, it's the picture of the gears. Oh, they changed it? They made it they matched the iPhone. Oh gosh. Okay. So system preferences down in your de- down in your dock. Click on that. Yep, and you'll see keyboard and mouse. Okay, keyboard and mouse. So you click on that one time, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna load that. And then what? There's an option for trackpad. Trackpad. So click on the tab for trackpad. Mm-hmm. All righty. And it's under uh, trackpad gestures. There's use two fingers for scrolling and allow horizontal scrolling. Yes. What I, what I suggest, of course, this is my personal preference. Uh, the in the options, uh, check mark use two fingers to scroll, and check mark allow horizontal scrolling, and check mark zoom while holding control. And uh, then the next one is uh, check mark clicking and uncheck mark dragging uh, and then tr- uh, check mark uh, tap tr- trackpad using two fingers for a secondary click and uh, also check mark ignore accidental trackpad input and leave unchecked ignore trackpad when mouse is present and a really good reason why probably a lot of these aren't turned on when you first get it because they want to kind of keep it simple you know yeah because think about it if if, if all this weird stuff happens like you touch your 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 trackpad and all of a sudden stuff starts launching and things like that you're like what just happened right you know so if you just want to keep it for your mom to use it where you just point click done yeah then it's set up that way and that that's kind of what's nice about it. they do give you the flexibility to do all this really awesome cool advanced stuff but i'll tell you what two finger scrolling and two finger right click uh-huh awesome it's yes. brilliant and i actually use my trackpad I exclusively I don't even use a mouse at work. I don't use, I never use a mouse on the Mac. I I, I love my MacBook trackpad and yeah, <clears throat> basically anytime I want to right click on something, I'll t- I'll hover over it and I'll put two fingers tapping onto the tra- trackpad. Absolutely works brilliantly. Uh, matter of fact, going over to a, a PC laptop, I find myself wanting to use the two fingers yeah. All the time, and, and a, it doesn't work. And a lot of times you'll see like on a Dell or an HP, they have these little arrows like on the yes. corner, which is a kind of a cool idea, but why not make the whole trackpad be able to do that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that it's like, duh, why didn't anybody think of this five years ago? Yeah, the two fingers scrolling up and down, left and right, totally awesome. I, I encourage you to turn those on, and <clears throat> you'll get so used to it. And it's one thing I absolutely love about the Mac absolutely love about the Mac and uh, I'll tell you what one last one that we'll talk about and and then we'll finish up with some more of these next week okay all right um, copying pasting okay there is a control button there and as the control button does a, a bunch of cool things too like you can zoom with the control button and stuff but go ahead but when I hit awesome. control C control X 
of course, control C being copy, control X being cut, and control V being paste. Those things just don't work on a Mac. That's because they want you to use command C, command well, V. And, and, and you're looking at your keyboard, you're like, where's the command key? On the new keyboards, they say command. Do they really? Yeah, it's it's on the old, on a quote-unquote legacy keyboards, and on the laptops, I think, still. It's the Apple logo, and then also that weird-looking symbol, which is actually Swedish for campground or interesting thing or something like that. Really? And that's the command key, yeah. Okay, and it, it's also the key with the Apple on it. For now. For now. They've actually taken that off, though. Oh, the Apple. What are they doing? I know. Gosh, how am I going to ever do a Mac <laughs> Switcher too, podcast when I don't know what the new stuff is? There's too many Apple logos. Is I don't know. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Alrighty, so anyway, anyway, um, that is our little bit of the help I got a Mac this week. We encourage you to uh, check out the forum at, uh, just go to helpigotamac.com, and that'll bring you straight to our show notes, and of course, there you'll be able to get a link straight into the forum. If we have uh, some more questions last next week, if you call in, we'll answer them. We'll at least attempt to answer them. Yeah, add me, and add me to your Twitter thing. I want to yeah. break 100 by the end of the year. All That's right. my goal. So that's uh, twitter.com slash biting, B-E-I-T-I-N-G. Yep. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash G-S-P-N. Yes. And we're on there all the time. And that was a pretty good show for not having any content. (laughs) There you go. Or maybe it was awful. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Join the community. Yep. Yep.